Grab your favorite caffeinated beverage and get cozy because you are listening to Mindful as a Mother with Paige Bruce and Lindsay Adams. This podcast is not intended to be a substitute for therapy or the therapeutic relationship. And the information given in this podcast is purely for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the advice of a professional. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Mindful as a Mother. Today, we have a very special guest. As you guys know, we try to have an interview at least once a month of somebody who can provide resources in the parenting community to help us understand our emotions navigate our parenting journey or just generally learn skills or feel like we're not so freaking alone. (laughs) But today we have a beloved author. Her name is Meredith Rusu. Is that how you pronounce it? It is. You got it right. First try. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a little bit about you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Thank you guys for having me on. Um, I'm so excited to share my new book with you guys. Uh, It's called There's a Yeti in My Tummy. Um, so there's the idea of my time is actually my, um, debut original book. My, um, my background is in editorial for, uh, children's, um, for children's publishing for licensed books. So I've actually written, I, I did a count the other day. I'm up to like 197 <laughs> licensed titles. Um, I know it's, it's, it's Holy a lot. Cow. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not all like Uh, like junior novels, like there's eight by eights and readers and some uh, stories and story collections, but that's, um, that's my background. I've, I've, I was an editor for, um, uh, for like Scholastic and Disney for many years. And then when I had my older son, Matthew in 2014, um, I decided to uh, switch to freelance writing. And I kind of knew that's what I wanted to, to get into. It just, happened that uh, licensed writing really lended itself to that because the editors were able to hire me for for books they were working on against like, um, uh, uh, I'm trying to think, Peppa Pig and Star Wars and Disney properties. And so I did that for, um, I'm still doing that (laughs) very actively. But in 2020, um, during the lockdown, my so Matthew was uh, uh, Matthew was five years old, and my younger son Luke was three, and I got a very um, up up close and personal display of their very big emotions during everything that was going da- going on twenty four seven all of a sudden, and um, I had already been thinking about writing some of my own books, and when I saw like you know how they would. Um, express their big feelings like Matthew was specifically like there was a lot of stomping and roaring like zombies and monsters and big creatures and I got this idea for a picture book about a little boy who feels like he's got this big powerful creature inside him like a yeti that's how he's expressing these big emotions because to him that's really cool um kids kids like to have like big and powerful things that they say they are they say that they're they're um they're a robot or they're a dinosaur and so that was how the I had the idea for there's a yeti in my tummy and so this is my debut original uh picture book coming out on August 29th (laughs) yeah 
is, which is uh, the date we're recording this is August 25th. So that's, that is in four days. days. (laughs) I'm so excited for you. Lindsay and I have repeatedly talked about how it is my dream, but will come to fruition through Mindful as a Mother to have a series of children's books dedicated Mm -hmm. to social emotional development and understanding these really complex ideas and helping parents support their kids in them. There can never, it feels like there can never be enough of them because every, every kid is so obviously every kid is so different and every kid experiences the growing up their way. And every parent, you know, as much as you want advice, as much as you may or may not want advice from your own parents (laughs) on how, on how to, how to manage, like, you know, the, the toddler years and the preschool years, as much as you talk to everyone else everything is, it's, it's always a very unique experience. And so um, my hope with, with, with there's a Yeti in my tummy is that like, you know, it'll give kids a something to resonate with. Um, But there can never, there can never be too many books in the market for, (laughs) for, for experiencing like, you know, social, emotional growth and stuff. So you should do that. (laughs) That's it guys. You heard it here first from the author Meredith herself. I need to write children's books. That's like, it's there. <laughs> it's happening now. It's in, it's in writing. <laughs> I was going to say that this is the universe because Paige talks about writing a children's book all of the time. Mm-hmm. And so it needs to happen. The other thought I was having is I, kids learn through story and through mm-hmm. experience and through play. And so books are such a great way to teach these concepts to our kids that they can relate and really connect with and they are more likely to remember that and hang on to it than they are us just sitting down and having a conversation with them exactly and you know it's when when you're in the one of the things i found when you're in the moment of these big feelings when a child is having a tantrum when a child is melting down um when my boys were were having a tantrum or melting down it's very hard in the moment to kind of, you know, uh, like, you know, try and find a way to, to, to connect with them when you really just need them to go to bed, <laughs> when you really need to get out of the supermarket before they knock over the, the display. And I, I liked how um, some of what, like, you know, when I was working on the book and when I was sharing it with family, when you get to read, and especially even when I was reading picture books with the boys when they were younger, um, when you're reading with them in this quiet moment and um, like reading a rhyming story or reading something fun and you see them connecting with it, it's nice to be able to have that moment outside of the big feelings to say, you know, sometimes do you feel like you have a Yeti in your tummy? Does does that, does, does your Yeti come out when you're in school or when you don't want to put your shoes on or <laughs> um, like stuff like that. And so it's nice to be able to have a, a, a quiet moment to connect with them that then, like you said, Lindsay, they'll remember the next time the big feelings are coming out and then you can, you can bring it up in the moment a bit easier is my, is my hope that parents will have this fun, silly way to connect with their kids when they're experiencing these big feelings. <laughs> yes. I love that. And actually the power of books is so impactful that there's a whole therapy around it called bibliotherapy, where you incorporate oh, wow. books into play therapy. And at like my eight-year-old wants to hear nothing that I have to say. I have all girls, <laughs> just so you know, I have all, all powerful, girls. independent, opinionated 
um, little ladies. <laughs> and so my eight-year-old wants nothing to do with anything I have to say. So mm-hmm. that's another reason why I love books, specifically books like this that are tailored to some of those experiences, because mm-hmm. it's a way to introduce a third party where this information isn't coming from me, mom. It's like yeah. almost like she's coming to her own awareness about it. And we all still enjoy a picture book. Like I love picture books. Yeah. So we still use it. And then when we're talking in the neurodivergent realm, which two out of three of my children and myself are, <laughs> typically when you're neurodivergent, you learn better through socially. So that's why it's Mm -hmm. like watching videos of children around the same age, doing the things that we want our kids to do can be really supportive. Mm -hmm. But also I think about Bluey because I love Bluey. Oh my God, Bluey. I I have a Bluey board book coming out in October. (laughs) (laughs) I need to know all about that too. Absolutely. Uh, Yep. Sign me (laughs) up. Also, I'm going to go count the number of books in my house that your name is on somewhere in there because I'm sure it's a lot of them. I know now I, I, that's one thing too. I'm really bad at remembering authors. So I love putting a face to a name and I'm going to be like, oh my, this is Meredith. And then I'm just going to light up your email. So don't worry. Oh. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but that's why like Bluey comes to mind because my kids will yeah. imitate the things they've seen in Bluey because they relate to the characters and like a third party kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of parents will notice that with their kids. And I also feel very seen. So it is not age limited. But that's true of books too. And so that's one reason why they can be so powerful, especially in like that environment when you're connecting with your child. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny that you bring up Bluey because so when I so when I wrote this, we had not, I don't think Bluey was in the US yet, or if it was, we hadn't seen it yet. Um, it was like the following year, I want to say. Um, but that sort of kind of like, you know, tongue in cheek, wink and nod to the parents' side is really what I was like, you know, like the, the voice I was trying to get across in there's a Yenny in my tummy, because I, you know, I remember going through those days of like the, the, the preschool pickup where things were just like, you know, things were just bonkers. My husband was, this was pre-pandemic. So my, he was in the office and um, I would like text him these crazy stories that I got picking up from preschool. Think things like you couldn't make up <laughs> and you couldn't believe it had happened. Like I picked up, um, I picked up my, my, my little guy at one point and the teacher was telling me that had another, had another incident with the, uh, the standing potty. (laughs) He was fascinated with this, with the standing potty. And he likes to keep using toilet paper, (laughs) which you're not supposed to do because it overflows it. And, um, and, uh, she's like, yeah, we just, you know, we need to, we need to really, uh, show him, show him that's not, that's not (laughs) how we use it. And I'm like, well, I can't really help him with that because I can't go in the men's room, but we'll, we'll work on it. And so I'm texting my husband. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta help me out with this. <laughs> and it's that sort of, that sort of like, um, like, well, this is our Tuesday. That's sort of finding the joy in it that I feel like Bluey does and, and, and Peppa Pig and those sorts of stories or shows that I liked, I really liked that approach. And I mm-hmm. wanted to, I wanted to grasp that. And there's a Yeti in my tummy. Cause the kid, the kid is being the little boy's named Matthew after my, after my son. Um, he's, he's not being bad, but he's stomping toward his classroom with a bonky Yeti beat because he's just feeling really big and powerful that morning. And he doesn't know what to do in the kickball game. Cause he feels like he's not going to 
kick the ball well. So he decides to be big and silly and he whacks it with his butt <laughs> instead. He says, there's a Yeti in my butt. And when the parents and the teachers are encountering all of this, you can kind of get that they're like, they're getting tired. <laughs> But they're very patient, much more patient than I feel like I was in real life. And that's what I feel like, you know, when I'm watching Bluey, I'm like, oh, the parents are able to share a lesson. But you see, you see how, how like, you know, wacky they are, too. So I that sort of that sort of tone is is what I was hoping for. So I'm glad that I'm glad that you 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 saw that, too. Yes, I love it. And I think that that's going to resonate so much with the audience because something that we work really hard on at Mindful as a Mother is the authenticity of mm-hmm. parenthood, where it's like, yeah, we're playing pizza tonight, but pizza, I'm the dough and I'm face down on the couch and then you can put whatever <laughs> on me that you want. Like, cause we're exhausted. That's just the reality of parenting. And I think that's the wink and nod that resonates with so much of us that, you know, breaks mm-hmm. that perfectionism that I feel like kind of waved over and we're working on moving through yeah absolutely yeah there's no there is no there's no perfect and I so I struggled at the beat I mean I you know I still I still struggle but at when I first had Matthew I'm I'm very much a type a personality like I like things organized I can't focus if the house isn't like you know neat I like having stuff planned like well in advance I already I already have like our our, our Halloween costumes and Christmas cards planned <laughs> because I like I like feeling in control and I had been warned but there's no way to fully understand it until you're in the in the in the battle zone uh like to understand that there is no control that was that was really hard for me it was really hard for me when they were babies to 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 not be able to know if everything mm-hmm. was okay not not be able to know what to do no matter how much i researched and i've really found that the 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 best way that i've like learned to cope with it is to just really look to look for the joy in the moments one one coworker uh he advised me he's like just let the chaos wash over you just, just let it, let it be. (laughs) And, and everything will like, you know, everything does progress or get like, you know, if I say get better, like, you know, it's not that all these moments, if you, if you, I like to look for the the joy in them, because if you're, if, if we're happy together, then it's just so much more fulfilling than constantly feeling like you're at in a struggle. Does that make sense? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that really resonates with me. And I see Lindsay nodding her head. She's silent for the podcast listeners. (laughs) (laughs) I um, have been having some internet problems. I'm going to blame Mercury in retrograde because I don't know what else to blame. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I really resonate with that. And I think that that's how I found my own joy in motherhood because it's really easy to get lost in how hard it is and that there is no control. And the only way to find joy, I think is to be super present in the moment and try to find the funny or enjoy each moment as much as possible. As much as you can. I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of hard stuff, but you know, I I mean, it's, it's just, if, if we're able to, if you're able to like, you know, try and come at it from a positive perspective, then the kids, I feel like the kids see that too. And, you know, sometimes, sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to discipline, sometimes things aren't acceptable, but I I like your example with the pizza, like mom's going to be pizza tonight. (laughs) 
face down. This is where we're at. Like uh, one time I came home and. Um... Thanks for coming to Mindful as a Mother podcast. If you'd like more of us and Mindful as a Mother, you can find Paige at Instagram at Parenting with Paige and Lindsay at Lynn's underscore Adams LCSW. Find us on TikTok, Instagram, and in our Facebook group, creating community and smashing parental stigma, embracing mindful motherhood and positive parenting. Thanks so much and see you next time.